0: this guy our guest right now on the podcast might be the busiest soul in the radio business now now look i I mean this person does not seem to stop does not seem to stop i might be tempted to ask him a question that i've been asked many times by clients when do you sleep he has experience doing so many different day parts on air but he also has done so much more than that and has more than count them up one, two or even three roles or more right now. Oh, we don't find out. Look, that's an ideal person for us to talk to on the Encouragers, the Radio Rally podcast. Are you ready? Listen, this is what you need to enjoy any of our episodes. You only need to bring with you an interest in others. And want to grab some thoughts and wisdom about how others are being successful in radio right now. Welcome to The Encouragers, the Radio Rally Podcast. What you are about to hear will be focused on lifting you up, giving you good advice, and hearing the stories of an amazing radio pro all while uncovering the path forward in radio right now. That sounds like a good deal. My name is Lloyd Ford. I'm from Rainmaker Pathway. Literally means pathway to money. If you're in radio today, listen to me. You know this. You're likely doing more than one, maybe more than two jobs. You need something extra to help you. Not a consultant. We're not consultants. What we are is a multiplier that works with local radio to help people just like you grow more value for their time and their efforts. The work we do is on both sides of the business, increasing the value you get from having us on your team. Do you want to grow more revenue? Are you positioned to collect the most revenue in your market? How can we help? Programming and sales strategy and creating work culture that grows revenue and value, that's what we're about. The great sports teams have an excellent offense, and defense, and it takes both to be a consistent winner. Our first consultation is free, and we are market-exclusive for radio. Tell us your problems. We're listening, Ford, F-O-R-D, at RainMakerPathway.com. Our thanks to Joe Kelly for producing our podcast events and JustJoeProductions.com for creating our audio footprint and distributing them. We're only about a minute away from talking, and boy, I hope I get this right because he's got the spelling, he's got everything, Adam Bob. The Atom Bomb Show, Westwood One, Atlanta, Georgia. We're going to do this. See our full guest calendar all the way into May right now. Uh, We do schedule these in advance or anytime for free. You can check it out in the free blog section at RainmakerPathway.com. We don't lock away anything on our site the way some other consultants do. Why do we do that? We believe in this theory of abundance. Ask me about it. Sometimes we'll be glad to share. So go to RainmakerPathway.com anytime. See what you can get for free from our team. Adam, welcome to the Encouragers and the Radio Rally. How are you, sir? I'm fresh off a of baseball practice, Lloyd. How are you doing over there? Dude, I was holding that back. Not only are you doing all this other crap, but you're playing baseball. Where are you finding time to play baseball? And what's that about? Well, I wish I could still play
1: baseball. I actually coach um baseball oh. for my son's team. We uh for two for two teams. And I um we we're in uh kid pitch, 910U. So that's right about the time when they start to, they're really getting serious about it. You know, kids are pitching, they're really starting to get a foothold, and I got 12 players and they have so much energy, Lloyd, but I'm going to tell you something as as my son's behind me, he's, he's like got the the bag of chips and making all this noise. We just got back. I'm going to tell you though, it's some of the best way to be out in the community, to understand people that only helps in the, um, the profession of radio or TV or whatever communications, the biggest thing, and I know I'm probably getting ahead of myself for me, is to always dabble in other things outside of radio to help me bring it back to radio. Because if you don't have those experiences with people, you don't have those experiences outside of radio, you're never going to be able to bring much to the table other than a radio break.
0: Oh, I'm glad we're doing this right up front. So I'm going to say we're all about companionship. How can you be a great companion if you're not a real person? And, you know, I guess we can just lob in here. When do you do show prep? All the time because you live it, right? And I'm going to throw this in, okay? Uh, This is how you're getting work-life balance, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. All right. So what happened to you, Adam Baum? Uh, This is what I mean. How did you get into radio? What was that first radio experience for you? So here it is, Lloyd. It's, it's crazy. When I was in
1: high school and I had always listened to the radio and I always listened to the radio for the jocks. And and I'm from um, Pennsylvania. So, you know, there was back in the the 90s, there was so much great radio, the early 90s, the mid 90s. And I used to listen all the time. And I was like, hmm, well, I go to college and I went to California University of Pennsylvania. And my first year, I was a marketing major. And I'm like, yeah, me and my friends wanted to own a sports bar. And it just wasn't, I, it wasn't really connecting in classes. I'm like, I really don't like this. So I went to a career fair in Harrisburg, PA. And one of the jocks I used to listen to, and I still did, you know, was there. And I started talking to him I'm like, man, I really want to do this. So I went to the radio station at Calu which was at the time WVCS now it's WCAL the cool thing about them they had a 3500 watt signal that got a little bit into Pittsburgh so people could hear the radio station and I went I did the training got my own show and that first semester it was the spring of 98 I was doing every jock shift that was available um And I got the itch and I'm like, this is pretty cool. So the fall of 98, I was on the track and cross country team at Cal. Um, Me and a couple guys on the team, we got our own morning show. And the fall of 98, we, um, we had a blast. I'll just say, I loved it. I'm like, yeah, we put an air check together. So put an air check together. And I took it up to Pittsburgh, not knowing what would happen. You know, this was in the, you know, whatever. Here they called me back and they're like, Hey, do you want to do overnights? And I'm like, and at the time B94 in Pittsburgh an after sag, um, station, tough to get on amazing mm-hmm. amount of jocks. I mean, you can look at the history of B94. Um, when, um, before it flipped, obviously it went through formats with infinity broadcasting. It was there for 24 years. Um, it was tough to get on. I was like, I cannot believe this. So right. I did overnights. And it was awesome. It was just awesome. And that was really my I know it's a lot, but that was really my first radio experience that college oh, like into pits. So what I would do, Lloyd, is I would do overnights, go to class. I i was still in track. I was in a frat, which if you if you get like the, the main theme here. I've always done a
0: lot at the same at the same time, so it's like really nothing new for me. I'm just always doing things. Um, well, listen, you, you've already offended me because you've <laughs> slid in this track thing twice now, which means you're <laughs> one of those you're one of those damn people that talks about exercise all the time, right? All right. I, and, I might have a new personal trainer, and I might it might be just emotional for me. Go ahead.
1: Uh, well, and listen, I don't run nearly as much as I, I used to. My goodness, I wouldn't be able to do it, but um, I would do that. And I was exhausted in college, but at the same time, it was awesome. And I really loved it. So this is what I'm going to throw you for a loop here. And it probably wasn't on. Um, I usually don't put it on my resume or whatever, but it, I did it. So when I was in college, I, I, I was doing overnights and the night guy at the time, his name was Nevin Dane. He no. ended up, he ended up leaving. And my um, boss at the time was David Edgar. And he's okay. like, I'm just going to slide you into nights. I'm like, okay. And it was not a, an official thing. It was just like fill in. Well, David had left and long story short I, ended, uh, short, I ended up getting the full-time gig nights. Well, in that interim, I was doing middays at WOMP. It was a, the top 40 station in Wheeling, West Virginia. Because if you look at where I went to school at Cal U, it's about less than an hour from Wheeling and about less than an hour from Pittsburgh. So I was able to work middays, nights and do some class and everything else in there. And I mean, it was hard to, to give up that because Womp was a, you know, a flamethrower, been there for a long time. Big top 40 in, in the Wheeling area and got into Pittsburgh. And I'm like, I just loved radio. So I couldn't get yeah. enough of it. But I only did the WOMP thing for about eight months. And then I, I had to back off I was like, I can't do
0: everything. Um, now I'm just going to call you a triple threat right there. Because you, you're <laughs> doing three things all at once. It's the sign of things to come, right? Right. All right. right. Now, let's talk about your parents. I want to know what did they do for work? And have they always approved of your choice to be in the radio industry?
1: Yes. Yeah, so um, they were, gosh, w- w- Pennsylvania, my mom and dad, um, you know, before they had me worked in uh, New York City, New Newark, New York City. Um, um I it was dad, either that or they were Amish, one or the other. Right. Yeah. The rest of Pennsylvania is Amish. You either have one or the other. But right. they, they did that. And then my dad, um, when he got out of – he was also in the National Guard. When he got out of that, and that was the time, if, if, if you remember back um, in the 70s, Hurricane Agnes, he was in the National Guard for that. If he didn't do the National Guard and Agnes didn't come around – he told me, and I firmly believe it, he would have got went to Vietnam at the time. This was in the, uh, the 72, 73. Yeah, you know, it was a bad time to go to Vietnam. Right. So it was before I was born. So anyway, he, he got out of uh, the National Guard and he became an electrician for Pennsylvania Power and Light Company. And then he ended up owning his own electrical business. And then he moved on to creating smart technology for the different LED lights that you do that. Okay, so you're getting this thing
0: honest is what you're saying. Right, right. Because I do a lot of things. And did they approve of this turn to the radio industry?
1: Yeah, you know, they didn't know much about it. Like, my mom and dad didn't. It wasn't like they were like, oh, why are you doing that? They're like, get your degree. And I said, okay. So okay. I got my degree, and I was working in college at the same time. And Lloyd, like, I think a lot of people would be like, well, my kid's in college. He's working at the same time. You can't ask for much more, you know? <laughs> so yeah, – right. Yeah, I didn't screw it up there, you know, but um, that's what they thought. You know, my mom worked office in the offices, was a secretary a lot. So they knew they worked a lot. So I got my work ethic, I think, from them. Always right,
0: so, worked- let's, so let's talk about this. You you work for CBS doing nights on B-94. No small feat. But, right. But – but it started as kind of an overnight thing. So, you know, then it's nights, then you were the music director. And then I'm guessing afternoons, uh, look, dude, did you enjoy your time at B 94? I did. And that was, I I had a blast.
1: And that was when radio was just learning about voice tracking and CBS did not believe in voice tracking then. Um, Mm -hmm. They, they would not do it. We were still running carts and CDs in the Denon CDs. Um, <laughs> it was, but the processing Lloyd was unbelievable. Uh, Chris oh, yeah. Udak was our engineer there and he had that processing. Unbelievable. You didn't even know we were running CDs and carts. It was, it, and it was tight and everything was really, you know, it was awesome. I, I enjoyed it.
0: If you've was- ever had the good stuff, right? If you've ever had the good stuff, you always miss it later. You're like, Oh, how come we can't get this just right? You
1: know? And, and I'll tell you, it was, it was the good stuff, Lloyd. And, and we were on the street. We were, it was interactive. We had concerts, you know, B-94 had its summer concert, its winter concert. That was back in the day when I was just like, wow, this is awesome. And I thought Pittsburgh was the biggest thing. I never thought uh, anything outside of Pittsburgh. I I like to go to Philly,
0: you know, wait, 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 wait. It's about the radio brand. mm -hmm. Like if you're ever a part of a really special radio brand, it's bigger and it makes things seem bigger than they are. And I would like to ask you this, Adam, because you had that experience. OK, and and we may talk about others, surely. But but you said it right there. This is what I think is largely absent in a lot of places, is the experience of radio experiencing something that makes the consumer we know as listeners, walk away with their tongue wagging, going, Man, that radio station, that isn't about technology. That isn't about current or not current. That's about an experience. People don't get over experiences. No. And let me tell you, I can
1: still see it while you're you're talking about experience. I remember all the times we would broadcast outside the Steeler games with a B94 inflatable you could see from 279 going through the city. And it, it just that that to me is like people saw that and they got a B94 t shirt and they're like, Wow, that was cool. You know? Yeah. Which, you know, leads me, you know, I won't get into it now, but that's what is missing from radio. It's like they're not walking yeah. away going, Wow. I gotta to listen to them. That was pretty cool. Well, and look, we should
0: say that it is. It it there are pockets of it, but right. But look, if you're talking about local versus, you know, what I mean, you can have all those conversations. It really is about this. What's the experience that you're sending to an audience, to an individual? What's the real companionship? What are you offering that they must get from you? All right. So it must be asked. Uh, you, you might not have enjoyed your time in the snow. I'm just saying, because you moved to Y100 in Miami. Come on. Not many things uh, are much different from Pittsburgh than Miami. How did you end up at Y100? And did you do nights or mornings or both? In my What the heck is going on here? Okay, listen to this story. Remember the Janet Jackson, Justin
1: Timberlake halftime show at the Super Bowl. That sparked the FCC looking into controversial things. That was the, the, at the end of that year, going into 2004, do you, you remember that radio was freaked out about, you know, all these fines and Howard Stern, who was a infinity CBS property at the time. Oh yes. Well, Clear Channel at the time kicked him off all the stations. Well, CBS is like, let's just, put them on our station. So uh, we were one of the eight stations and everybody looked cool. at it and go, how can you get rid of B94? It's been around for 24 years, decent ratings. What's, you know, what's going on. We were one of them that said, Oh, we're put on Howard Stern. And I found out the night, the night or so before that that was happening. I put my air check together because one of my buddies told me it was coming. Knew the gig was up. Right. So they, I mean, they weren't telling anybody. And um, the next morning they brought us all in and let us say goodbye on the morning show. And I sent my air check to three stations. I sent it to uh, Y100 and I sent it to B937 in Greenville and a station in uh, where Purdue University is in um, Indiana. I can't remember. L- West Lafayette, Indiana. Well, I got a call back from all three of them. And the day I was on the phone to go to to talk to the B937 people, Nikki Knight, I believe, was a program director at the time. I got a okay. call from Rob, Rob Roberts at Y100. Yeah. And he was like, we want to bring it down here. And I'm like, wait, what? I was like, okay. Yeah. So I was like, wow. Okay. And it, Donnie Michaels at the time was the APD. So he kind of handled most of that. And Michael Yo was there who's on uh Sirius XM and he does comedian and stuff and real successful that. So um, they flew me down there. And at the time I still had a non, not a non-compete. I was finishing out a severance thing with after where we could work for a month as a board op at the station and then our you know we got our severance that's how what the deal was so I was like okay I got some time here so they, they flew me down and I loved it I was like I was no idea about anything about Miami and I that's how I got the gig and literally a couple of weeks later I left and went to do uh nights of, in Miami and talk about Lloyd going from one brand to another like why 100 I didn't think anything was bigger than B ninety four. And then I go to Y one hundred, I'm like, oh my goodness. They have a bigger budget. They do the concerts. People have the same feeling about Y one hundred, but the difference was you're in a very different ethnic, you know, city. So you have to
0: no question. Yeah, Mm -hmm. no question. Totally different.
1: So I I loved it. And long story short, I ended up doing mornings is here again, this is the radio business 2006 rolls around and I loved my time there, but clear channel was making changes. And so they started letting people go and, and long story short, they put me in mornings because they let one of the morning guys go. Um, I was working with footy who was on the station since 1972 when Y 100 was created Um, froggy, who is still there that works with Elvis Duran and, Mm -hmm. um, and we did the morning show together for a little bit. And that was fun. I was the first taste. I was kind of like the lead guy that set up everything else. Cause I had no idea what, you know, hadn't done morning since college. So what, what did I know? Um, and lo and behold, all these changes are coming and they're they're. I'm starting to get the feeling that they're trying to push me out. Cause a new PD comes in and things happen. I'm like, okay. So, my boss, Rob Roberts, had left to go to Atlanta and Cumulus about six months before. Oh, and I hear the train coming now. So Dylan Sprague was his PD. He was the operations manager. And oh, yeah. And we couldn't figure out a time for me to get up to Atlanta. It was so difficult. Like, it was just one of those things. So Dylan flew down. I picked him up at the airport. We got pizza in Fort Lauderdale. And he's like, all right, here's the contract. I'm like, what? He's like, yep, we want to hire you. I'm like, Whoa. Okay. And Q100 at the time, if you remember, was on, you know, um, the, you know, the little stick 100.5, but was a it had made a huge name for itself simply because Susquehanna had owned it before and had put so much money in. It was a brand in Atlanta. So I said, listen, Dylan, I gotta go and see Atlanta. I've never been. He's like, all right. I said, I'm going to drive up such and such state. Okay. So I drove up, I met Rob up there. We had quick lunch. I said, all right, I'm in. So he's like, cool. Um, So I resigned from Y 100 before they could fire me, which which I knew was coming. Nice. You know, it, it, it was what it was. And I took the job in Atlanta and I, I moved there the next couple of weeks. I think it was in, in the summer. Rob's such a cool guy, right? He's the best. Like Rob is a jocks PD. He is the guy that will go to bed. Like if you work hard for Rob, he will go to bat for you in every single way possible to make sure that you are taken care of because, and that's uh, Lloyd, that's how I think it should be. If you have people that work hard for you, you got to be loyal to them just simply because there aren't enough h- h- good, hardworking people,
0: you know, No, nope, that's right. And I'm going to say this for any programmer who even accidentally listens to this, that thing you just said about, A PD who's willing to get your back no matter what, uh, that's so huge. Uh, Talent, I don't care how much of a smart ass a talent is. I don't care how funny they are. They will always recognize that. Mm -hmm. And And it's meaningful.
1: It is. And I'll tell you, like, it just goes hand in hand. So he's been great. And Dylan Sprague is the, we, Dylan and I still go to NFL games together to this day. He's, he's another guy. He's one of the best I've ever Absolutely. Worked, worked for. So he's another guy that has always looked out for me and always been a really great friend. And that's, I was very fortunate to work for them, you know, there. So I had a blast at Q100. I I was there twice. I was there Um, And I don't know how you want to lead this, but I was there from 2006 to 2010, but stayed within the company to move on to my next.
0: Well, you forgive me for saying this. You sound like you are super fun on your own. And I also am picking up just a little bit on the fact that you might also be a great collaborator. Is that true? I love,
1: I love to have a show. See the thing about, what I did at all of these radio stations, I just wasn't a jock on the radio. I had a stunt guy. I brought in interns to produce that would later get hired as board ups, right? So yeah. I always did that at B, at Y, and at Q. Luckily at Q, I had a producer already built in. Her name was Wendy, and she was great. Um, And we would have interns and do things. That's when you could do that stuff. That's before the people. Wait,
0: wait, 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 wait. You seem to be saying that you're self-building in these things. Like you are making that occur. Right. Uh,
1: That's another part of this that I, I am. I'm all about teaching. And I
0: think that's huge.
1: Yes. And I kept it going my entire radio career because if you don't do that, you're missing out on show prep, a number one, and number two, you always got to give back. I mean, you always have to help the next generation because you may end up working for them. And if you know what I mean, like you may end up working with them in a different place. And it's good to just do that just to, to be a good person to help out people. But it's also beneficial for everybody involved. It's, it's never one of those things where you're never going to Hurt yourself by helping someone.
0: And it's such a huge deal when you do it, because people my admi- I know this is going to sound funny, but people admire you that you don't think are admiring you. And when you do something that's helpful to them, it slays them. Now, look, I get to slide to the left and take a little detour for a second. But trust <laughs> me, I'm, I'm on the path. So. This is something I've noticed about you, and I'm probably going to get some of this wrong. And I just don't care because the nature of my question is about education in general. So first, there's some kind of tie to California education. Was it over the Internet or in person when you were going to Penn, West, California? Am I getting that right?
1: I well, no, I went uh, I went there. I did not go there um, on the Internet. I did there in person like that was my that's where I got my degree from full time. Right, right, right. So that I've all the 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 university or, or colleges I've I've
0: gone to have always been in person. Okay, okay. So, uh look. Uh then you get Shippensburg. am I saying that right university what did you study there? So in the summers I would take classes because it was close
1: to my um parents house. Um I would take sociology classes. And let me tell you something, Lloyd, sociology and psychology. I would recommend if, if you want to, if you're in radio or want to be in radio, when you, you go to college, obviously for the experience, um, yes. take those classes because it has helped me immensely how to read people, how to understand people. And here's where, where I, where I'm going with that is When you're out in public, when you're out at remotes, you're out at broadcasts. You're at. There's a way to approach people. There's a way to, you know, hey, you want to be on the radio? You can't be in someone's face that is a little bit shy like this. Or even if you're not looking for anything, you just want to talk to them. You have to know how to read body language. You have to know how to read the room. How to read, you know, talking to people. That was so beneficial for me um, to understand. The psychology of people, the psychology of how they act, react and the and the sociology of people, where they come from, um, things like that. So going into when I talk to people, I'm not in their face because there are I'll be honest, I've seen some radio docs just at at events or at whatever, just just mow somebody down. Right. Right. Not read the room correctly. And it also helped doing artist interviews. I can think of a couple oh, yeah. artists off the top of my head now that if if they came into the studio, Lloyd, and I started going, da, 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 they would have been like, but if I ease into it on some of them, then they've, they warmed up and it ended up being a great interview where I thought, oh, boy, this might be a disaster. It ended up being really great because I'm, I, I was able, through learning all those things, to understand, okay, they just got up or they've been having a bad day, so let's just ease and let them, you know, kind of. Let's see where it goes. And that's that was so beneficial, taking those at Shippensburg and again at Georgia Tech.
0: Uh, Yeah, I was going to mention that. But here's what I was going to say. I was going to go, okay, knucklehead, because the words I'm about to use mean that you are not a knucklehead. (laughs) (laughs) What is this later in your life? Which sounds like you're old, dude, but you're not Okay, Uh, Here you are, Georgia Institute of Technology. I know that smart people go to that school.
1: What? Yes, you, but they, what they also mean? they also offer classes where you don't have to be that smart. And the reason why I did that, Lloyd, is I had first moved here um, to Atlanta and I did yeah. it for two reasons. Understanding the South, because Miami is very different than the rest of the South. Oh, yeah, so, that's not the South. Yes. Right. Yeah. And um, I wanted to get that experience of, OK, I may I may need to learn a little bit more because I'm always I'm always up for learning. Honestly, like if it's an opportunity, yeah. I can learn something. Let's give it a shot. So I did. And it again, it, people in the south are very different from people in the north. I mean, everybody in Pittsburgh and, and you know, that that northeast region have a very different mentality on the radio and listening to the radio than they do in the south. And, well, I, you know, kind of learn. South,
0: I'm from Louisiana. I'm just going to tell you, we like to say you don't hear about People moving to the north, right? You know, in the genteel way that you hear about uh, being embraced in the south. Of course, there's other ridiculous stuff being said right. Of course. <laughs> so, so listen. Uh, 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 do you speak
1: German? I I can tell you right now, ich bin eine Hunger. That's one of my favorite phrases because I'm very hungry right now. So after the podcast. Yes. I will be.
0: Okay. You have an agenda is what you're saying. (laughs) Okay. So look, I noticed that you consistently do different things in radio. Uh, Just a few here nights, afternoons, mornings, other things, Uh, dude, you just like variety. What's happening here. You know,
1: I think what it is, Lloyd is I understand now the radio business and I understand you can't be rigid, so if I would have said I'm only doing this day part, I probably wouldn't have lasted. Right. Probably wouldn't. Luckily, I've been able to stay top forty hot AC pretty my entire career, which is awesome. Which is incredible, right? Yes, and I'm and I'm thankful for that because it's 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 tough to do that because I know a lot of friends that did have done top forty and they said, "Dude, we couldn't do it anymore. We had to do country. We just we just didn't couldn't do it anymore. We just didn't like it or it wasn't working." Um, right. And I like country. I just, I've never been really a country jock.
0: I know you have to change your name to Adam Cowboy. Yes.
1: I mean, it's something like that or Adam partner or something like that. But um, I tell you, I I, like
0: that. Yeah.
1: (laughs) But I, I, I love the country lifestyle. I'll tell you that Lloyd. And that's something down the road, but I'll tell you being able to um, pivot when you have to. Yes. Yeah. I've had very powerful. And and doing like, you know, the, the kind of theme of this at the beginning was you're always doing something. Uh, yeah. So many things. I mean, I, I can tell you right now, I do uh, national commercials for Cumulus for the um all the record companies. So when a, so I've been doing them since 2008, so when a song or an album drops, I voice them, produce them and it runs on all the stations and I've been doing that. And I learned back then, Hey, Let's do production. I love doing club spots. I love creating those. So it's all about being able to know how to do everything and being willing to pivot.
0: Willing to pivot. We're going to write that down in gold and put quotations because that's a big one on the encouragers. Listen, do you have a mentor in our business? If you do, can you share just one story about how they've changed your life?
1: Boy, oh boy, I have so many people. I couldn't I couldn't give you just one, but I think the best the best example I can think of off the top of my head that really changed my life was um back at the career fair I was telling you about and when I was in college, his name was um Hollywood Heffelfinger. He's he just retired from Wink 104 in Harrisburg, PA. About what well, was his name? Yes, it, it, he. I'll tell you what, he took the time for me that day and then throughout. Um, when I got into radio because I listened to him growing up, and yeah. he that to me was like, Wow, okay, there are great people in radio, and I actually, there were a couple of jocks back at Central PA that I would visit it. And I wasn't a radio geek. I just like listening to the radio. I would see him at a a remote at a bar or club. And I talked to him from um, FM 97 WLAN. There's one 98 YCR, which is no longer there, but that was a top 40. And those guys were the ones that um, took that little time out to go, Hey, yeah, you're into it. Why don't you do this? Why don't you do that? And that stuck with me. And then of course, Lloyd, I mentioned them before Rob Roberts, Dylan Sprague, those guys right now I have a great uh I, I work John Dimick um is such oh, a, yeah. he's such a great guy and has really done a lot for me that and he's such a smart, he's just so smart and he gets it. And no question. That, it's, it's hard for me to say just one person. All of these people have shaped what I've done. There's another one, Dan Bennett out, he's the market manager for oh, Cubos man. Dallas. He's the best when I, when they brought me out there, he did, he took care of all the moving stuff. I mean, obviously they give you a moving pack and all that, but I I had more stuff and he's like, all right, we'll take care of it. We'll get it done. And he was so good at helping me out, get my foot in Dallas and understanding it. A market manager who's been there, you know, how many
0: years that has. Well, no, no, no. At the super bowl of clusters. Right. Who had,
1: Mark Cuban working for him at one time way back in the day before Mark Cuban at broadcast.com.
0: I yeah, mean, Mark's done okay too.
1: Yeah. So it's like this guy took the time out for me. That That means a lot. And I think I look at it where people have done these small acts of kindness. You never know, Lloyd, what you do for somebody, small as it may seem to you, is enormous for them. And that's... And it's
0: worth, look, it's worth doing even if you don't get something back later. Right. Do you you have more influence than you think. All right. Two rapid, I call these rapid questions and they kind of go together. I want to talk national footprint for a minute. Okay. Did you uh, want to do a show on many, many stations? Was that part of your ambition? And you're on 70 plus stations across the U.S. and Canada. Am I getting that right with Paris. Uh, night live with Adam bomb in almost 11 years. Now, what have you learned doing this show? So boy, so
1: much has happened, but I'm glad you said that. So I did not ever want to do anything syndicated. I had no idea. I was doing the morning show in Dallas at the time and Jan Jeffries had called me and he's like, Hey, what are you thinking of doing a show with Perez Hilton? He's he's a celebrity blogger. I'm like, what? I'm like, okay. He's like, all right, so this is what's going to happen. And I was like, all right. That's and what's I didn't. going to happen. So the show with Perez lasted a year because it was just, it was difficult. Ooh. We'll just put it that way. But they're like, you're just going to do it by yourself. I'm like, okay. So long story short, um, what had happened was I went from Dallas back to Atlanta and we took the show off the satellite and made it an ftp show so i could do local at q100 again and national everywhere else which was awesome, awesome. Yeah. so i was i was back doing what i loved local radio in atlanta and i was still doing national on westwood 1 so i had all kinds of things going on it was awesome now this is this is the adam bomb show yes right all right, right. So, so I know it's, it's a lot. You're like, wow, all this. Yes. It's a lot of pivoting, but it's, it's the same thing. Only what we did instead of putting it on, obviously on the satellite where all the music and everything was on, it was all on an FTP site. So stations could place where they wanted to, and we do the custom stuff and all that stuff. And that, and it ended up working amazing. So um, that went on until May of 2022 when Westwood one had all this restructuring going on and they ended the show. Now here's where everything comes in. So they were like, we still want you to work for us. You're what, what do you think about doing your show on all these stations? And at the time, um, John Dimick and Leslie Whittle out of KRBE. And I've been on KRBE, you know, since, 2012 doing obviously the syndicated show and weekends for her. Um, yeah. like we want you to stay on and all this stuff. So I was like, Oh, great. And we still want you to do all the national commercials. I'm like, great. So what I get to do is do my show on, on all these stations still. And I get to do all the commercials and I get a, a, a couple of the stations that weren't cumulus stations. Um, the, the non O I still get to do yeah. my show. On. And, I'm able to bring it all back together and it's pretty cool um, to be able to still do that because obviously you can see the climate of radio right now is tough, you know, yes, it can be for sure. So I'm able to still do all this stuff. And here again, I never thought I'd do anything nationally, but I'll tell you what, it, it really changes the way you do radio because you have to be able to appeal to everybody in a way where the masses will take you in, because if I went on, you know, let's just be honest. If I I, 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 I do nights in salt Lake city on this show for power, 949 top 40. If I acted like I did in Atlanta, probably wouldn't work out too well. So I have might, to be able to, right. People are a little different in Salt Lake. Exactly. But in Houston, I can do that in Atlanta, you know, the Atlanta, so I have to kind of pivot, you know, so, Salt yes. Lake city, Oklahoma city, Montgomery, Alabama, it's all different, but to be able to mass appeal to everybody, I've had to learn how to do that. And uh, it's, I mean, it's, it's been pretty cool. It really has.
0: Well, if you're following along on a treadmill or you're walking to work, or I don't know how people use our podcast in different ways. I just, I just want to point out the pivot, the pivot, the pivot is always there. And Adam is, uh, what, what nimble? I'll go do this, I'll do that, I'll collaborate with this, I'll do something that was unexpected even to me. But now, see, I want you to be real careful if you're on that treadmill because we're about to take a left turn. And I'm just going to say, here's a short list of some of the other things that Adam is doing on Field Host, Gwinnett Stripers. Am I getting that right? Yep, that's the Braves AAA team, yes. Yeah, on-field host for Georgia State University. Am I getting that right?
1: Yes, that's the football team that plays in the old Turner Field for the Braves. Okay, hold
0: on, people. On-air personality and sideline reporter for 680 The Fan. Is that right?
1: Uh, So I have – here's another part of me. Since 2015, I've done high school football – um, the, the post game show and sideline reporting, um, for Six Eighty the fan who runs, you know, Georgia high school football is huge. You, you know, oh, yeah. in Louisiana, high school yes. football, big in the South. Um, yes. and so they just brought me in because we did a, uh, promotion where I broadcasted live from high school football games called Friday night lights on, on Q 100. And they were like, yeah, why don't you collaborate with us? And ever since then I've done it. So it's awesome. I love it. It's one of those things. I would love one of my aspirations, Lloyd, and I never know if I'll get to do it, is be a sideline reporter for Westwood one for the NFL for radio. I nice. I would love to do it. It's awesome. And I know I the guy that hires them. So but oh, th- yeah. So long story short favors
0: here, a couple favors
1: there, you're in. I know. So long story short. Um, Howie Denneroff is the, uh, the guy that, you know, does the talent for Westwood one for the NFL. And his wife was our marketing director, Jana Polsky, who I knew for years, obviously from working with her. And we've had right. a great relationship even, you know, after, you know, all these
0: years. And so it's just one of those things down the road. You never know if it'll happen, yeah. but now, I enjoy it. I would so, like, yeah. I would like to also point this out that you came from Pittsburgh and then we're going to draw the line over to Miami and you come to Atlanta because you want to understand being Southern and you end up speaking the language of the South <laughs> yes. high school football. Right. All right. So the more we talk with you, the more we learn that you have a variety of interest or at least a variety of jobs. Why do you stay so busy? Is this just your personality? What what's going wrong, Adam? Well, it, it is my personality,
1: but I mean, I think that if there's two things, I love doing it. If I didn't love doing it, Lloyd, I wouldn't, because it's a lot. And it's a lot, you know, as as well as anybody, radio can be a headache. So you better love it. You know, that's one thing. The other thing is um, I think that you need to be involved in many things because you never know what door is going to close. And I think for me, being involved in so many things that are all related in some way sort of That's right um has helped me you know stay okay this may have ended but no we want you
0: for this so well, no, hold no, up, no, don't no, go no, anywhere look, look let's point it out this way you're involved in a company or you might even say a set of companies that has a lot of needs they have a lot of needs in a lot of different areas, and you're the kind of guy that goes, "Oh, you know, I can get involved in a lot of things. If this door shuts, maybe another door will open." Right.
1: And I'm and listen with with the company I work for, with the Gwinnett Stripers. Here's here again, Lloyd. For years, I would go, and they'd be like, "Hey, why don't you do like five games for us? Come up, you know, you can you can broadcast live, do the jumbotron." And then one day in uh, tw- the beginning of 2021, 20, uh, they were like, hey, do you just want to be our full time host? And I was like, what? Yeah. Um, so that's how I just became full time there. Um, and then I would do stuff with the Atlanta Braves and that because they were all owned by the same company at the time. Oh, that's cool. So that's one of those things where you never know. And with Georgia State, my boss there is great. She uses me for basketball games, too, in their new convocation center. And she's like, hey, you, can you do this? Can you do that? and it's just one of those things where like you're making those connections you have to be willing to put in the time obviously like i you know cuz here let's bring it back to the very st- stuff we were talking about at the beginning not a lot of people want to do a lot of things so hey if you if you want to really have a long career you got to be willing to almost do it almost every time they're asking because it's going to pay off and it's fun i love it i mean that's the thing i love doing it so That's the fun part about this job is if I didn't like it, I wouldn't be doing it. But I'm okay with staying up and having to put in the hours till midnight, sometimes recording stuff or doing a show or having to do this because I love doing it. I like doing the Jumbotron because I'm out with people. We do a lot of promotions out there and driving home at 10 o'clock at night. It sometimes is an ideal, but at the same time, it's a blast and I can take the kids to the
0: ballpark. That's the other thing. And they love it. Wow. So, yeah, you know. All right. This is the final question. And it's all right, because this is the heavy. OK, I've been saving the heavy for you. OK. OK, so brace up the ain't about pivoting. Maybe it is about pivoting. I don't know. Nobody knows the future, but you are involved in a lot of different things in our business. Tell us your perspective. Tell us what you think the future of radio looks like.
1: Mm, That is such a tough question. What I think the future of radio looks like is whatever the people in charge wants it to look like. And I know that's kind of not an answer that is like, okay, it's going to look like this because. 15 years ago, the people that were in charge of radio are vastly different than the
0: people that are in charge of radio now. Well, and and I have to interject that my hope will always be that the future of radio, just because you said it that way, I've got to be able to put this in and see how you feel about this. I always hope radio will be what the consumers want. Yes, ultimately,
1: But here's the thing, Lloyd, I don't know what the consumers want anymore because the direction of radio has gone away where we have we have said, okay, we're going to adhere to the people meter. Okay, that didn't really work. All right. We're going to bring content back. Well, that doesn't really work. The thing with radio right now is Lloyd is it hasn't pivoted Um, it. Mm. It look at TV. TV figured out long ago, Hey, let's make a DVR so people can watch their shows and we'll still get some credit on Nielsen for it. Um, Sirius XM has kind of figured it out a little bit where let's make a bunch of channels that are very specific. We don't have to worry about ratings. And by the way, on a lot of cars, you can skim back cause I do it on mine an hour and you can listen to content. Yep. Yep. Um TikTok and Instagram. Oh, we have a way you can make content yourself. Right. So radio's got to go. Right. And I and I don't want to I don't want to talk down to anything, but we've got to figure out a way with the rating system because it seems to control everything. It's like <laughs> listen, half a hundredth of a percent of the audience cannot dictate
0: what radio programming is it is is. it's just the system that's the system to collect money that's what's so interesting right so there's a lot there's there's a lot of millions of dollars in that i so i had a i had an intern we
1: hired and i talked to her mom and she worked for ibm and she said and we i told her how the rating systems work i said literally 1600 people in the atlanta market have And there's six and a half million here. She goes, that's, we would never go off that model. That's ridiculous. (laughs) That, I mean, that's, you're, you're basically one person inside of Mercedes Benz stadium is like one in, in, or two people in, in 70,000 people dictate what happens. So it's like asking two people inside at an Atlanta Falcons football game, do you like hot dogs or hamburgers? Oh, we like blah. Okay. The whole stadium likes it. That's ridiculous you know so she said that's that's a terrible model so hopefully we can figure that out
0: you know well i think the model that i would like to see emerge is brand 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 yes who has the strong brands who is doing the experiences that mean people will come back to you no matter where you show up right they want you all right adam you have been so gracious with us. I want to thank you for being our guest today. Of course,
1: I loved it, Lloyd. Let me tell you something. You do. A, I listen to some of your other um, your other podcasts that you have, and you have a great way of setting up. Like you could be the pitcher, lobbing it in, and boom! like you just do a great job and getting the most out of your
0: guests. So I really appreciate that. Listen, I love this business, and and here's the thing I love about this business: it's the people. Mm hmm. What people are the it's I hate to use my own word, which I made up. They're the multiplier. That's really true. And and that's where the money comes from. And it's not often recognized that way. That's where more money can come from. Listen, uh, if you listen to this show, if you don't listen to this show, if this is your first time, whatever, get more free resources to help your sellers with our encouraging sales success series inside the free blog at RainmakerPathway.com anytime. Look, we're here to encourage radio pros at all levels. And yes, that does include your salespeople. Remember, if you know somebody that you would like to hear as a guest on the Encouragers, the Radio Rally podcast is so simple. Email me, F-O-R-D at RainmakerPathway.com. I control the gas. Well, all right. I beg the guests to come on and they come on. Okay. I'm so lucky. Uh, so look, we hope you have a great week. We love saying this at Rainmaker Pathway and also on the radio rally. So try to bite into this if you can. Once you have a radio station, you can get any. Else, you want? I have proven it over and over and over. That's what the great people of radio do. We want to thank our special guest for this podcast episode, Adam Bomb. The Atom Bomb Show and so many other things. Don't be surprised if he shows up in your life. I'm just telling you. He has been nothing but a patient and giving guest. This podcast is worth listening to several times so that you really get the value from it. Uh, our special thank you to Joe Kelly for producing the Encouragers, the Radio Rally podcast, which will be available literally in minutes from the moment that we finish this. So it'll be everywhere. And uh, I want to also express my thanks to justshoproductions.com for creating our audio footprint and distributing our podcast. Please do uh, share the encouragers, the Radio Rally podcast with others that you know are interested in growing your careers in radio and audio. Subscribe for free anytime on Apple, Audible, Spotify, almost anywhere you get your podcast. Remember this, if you don't remember anything from this episode, I hope you remember something from this episode. It's just too damn good not to remember, but be kinder than you have to be. Thank you for being a part of the radio rally with the encouragers and good night.